0: Welcome to episode 21 of the 1099. This podcast can officially drink. This this podcast can get crunk. We are now in episode 21, week of December 7th. And it is, it's like dark outside. This is the first like, it might be the second night podcast. I think I did another night podcast. It also gets dark way too early now. So I'm here with my first returning guest. Because uh, there's just so much that's changed and we have to catch up. Well, we've been catching up, but we need to catch up even more. Uh, he's the host and producer of the GameRanks YouTube channel he also uh does because video games pretty much it and maybe most importantly he is the originator of the rocktober. Uh, it is Jake Baldino. Jake, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much. This is so cool. I'm here again because it's
1: like uh I feel like an SNL
0: host. Like, yeah. I'm
1: Alec Baldwin. I've been I've been on multiple times like You get a special card.
0: Good. I'll send it in the mail. Uh, <laughs> you can actually put on your resume too, really. I'm I'm helping you out. You're not helping me out.
1: The more bullet shows. points on it the better.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh god, I don't know if that's a real rule. uh so last time we talked was right before e3 that was the first goddamn episode we did of this podcast you that was the first one wasn't it you were the inaugural it was you and miguel i think yeah miguel yeah yeah i remember i remember um i didn't have a desk yet i do now thank god and i was like at my kitchen table i had to turn off my central i I live in jacksonville and that was in the summer so it was like 110 degrees out and my apartment was at like 85 and I'm just in my boxers, at my table, in the kitchen, just sweating just like a sweating motherfucker. It <laughs> and it was the worst. So we, we've really come a long way. I've come all the way from the kitchen to the bedroom. Uh, so when we talked last time, you had maybe between like 30, 50, 60,000 uh, subscribers on the Game Ranks channel. Uh, and yeah. you're about to go to E3. Things were going great. Now you're at 1.2-ish million um subscribe now i'm a heart
1: now i'm a hardened veteran
0: now you're a youtube a celebrity over here <laughs> you just crossed you're like platinum is that what is that a million or is that a hundred thousand which one is that i don't I'm even gonna, know i'm gonna call you like double platinum so now you're double platinum how the hell does that feel because you've been doing youtube stuff podcasts a lot of different things on video and otherwise for a long time and I, i'm guessing this is similar to like a, a lot of writers too is when you start out and you're writing for smaller sites and you have these little milestones and they're fun and they're fun and then one day out of nowhere the big milestone hits and you know for me that was GameSpot and IGN for you that's 1.2 million subscribers and now this can be your full-time job what is what the hell like how is how are things going
1: I think what I realized this milestone is the first one where I, I haven't really had time to either like a let it sink in and two just stop and smell the roses. Mm-hmm. I feel like now it's just, there's some, there's more work to do. <laughs> so it's very much like, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Back to work. Like it's yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's so go. And I think I, I kind of like it, but yeah, it, it still hasn't sunk in that. Like, you know, Oh wow. A million subscribers. Like it's crazy. Like it, even like we don't usually go by, Subscribers, we like to think of like how our average views are doing. Mm. So, like for example, the Friday show I do, where like people actually see my face and I wave my arms and stuff, that averages like 160 thousand views a week, and that's awesome. And like I get pissed when I'm like, oh, it only hit 140 this week. Man, I worked <laughs> so hard on this episode. uh But then like I put it into a stadium perspective and like how many people that would fill.
0: You're bigger than a football game.
1: Yeah. And then I freak out, and then it starts to sink in a little bit. So that's kind of my way of measuring it.
0: Well, let's spend this hour as you are chill out and like smell the roses and enjoy everything you've done. Because uh, I've talked to a lot of different YouTubers, quote-unquote. I don't know if people hate that term at this point, but it's the easiest jargon. I don't think um, so. It
1: used to be – it was like a bad word for a while. It
0: seemed like it. I guess when you have 1.2 million subscribers, you can be a YouTuber, and it's not that bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's – it has to be bizarre that, you know, just – two, three, four, five years ago, this wasn't even in your mind. It's like, you know, I'm going to have an office and record and write different scripts for these videos about video games. And like, that's my job. And hundreds, you could say, most likely, you know, thousands and thousands of people who you've never met know you well. And you have one of the coolest, and we talked about this last time too, Twitter followings, where you don't have like a million people following you, like, or eight million, like The Rock. but Every time you tweet something, you have all these people talking you. Have all these people photoshopping you. Like this is. There are no shitheads, and I'm so happy. It's amazing. You I'm have so one happy. of the most positive twi- It's really difficult to have a positive Twitter. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. It's anything really I say. for that. Yeah. At this point, I can be negative every once in a while. I try to be positive, mm-hmm. but when I'm negative, you get a lot of you know shit thrown at you. You at this point you can like tweet anything and suddenly you're going to have someone send you a picture of like big bird but it's your head on top of it or something like, that. <laughs> like not by the way if anyone's listening please get to work <laughs> on that
1: The part is that I was actually thinking in
0: my head I'm like I think I've seen that one before. <laughs> oh god. But just to kind of reel it back for a second. I mean you said you haven't had that much time to reflect but if you were going to right now what do you think made your efforts with game ranks? What do you think has made this specific YouTube channel that much more successful than the other ones. And this is not at all you know, putting down your other channels, but no, it's just no. a level of magnitude higher. What do you think has been the difference? I think part of the difference with everything I've done
1: is... And a lot of people, because I have a lot of friends who work, they're like movie reviewers. They're in the movie community on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some of them are like rock stars, but their numbers... Don't even compare it to the numbers I'm pulling now. And they ask, they're like, you know, like how did Jake, how did you get this like insane like amount of people? And honestly, like I, I tell them like it's it's there, it's been there. The gaming community is so huge. I mean, YouTube, the most subscribed channel on YouTube, the vastness of YouTube, the beauty, the sports, the music, the, everything on YouTube, the most subscribed channel is a video game channel. Yeah, it's PewDiePie. So the audience is there. So I think like. What we really did was just kind of strategically, you know, do the right thing as much as possible to get these people that were already there. And it was like maybe a little bit of a like an if you build it, they will come type of thing. Yeah, uh, because we went in knowing that people like lists like I, I it <laughs> do never they ever. Yeah, like it never really clicked with me, but uh, people really like lists. So like our plan was to do the lists with our own little bit of a spin on it. Still safe, you know, not scare anyone away. Uh, and people keep coming around and then we decided to more people come around then we can try other things like, you know, like other types of shows. We're working on another new show right now to debut in January, it's a little exclusive for Ooh. you. And uh, other than that, it, it's we, I, I make sure I spend a lot of time in the comments, like a lot of time to the point where people are like, Whoa, game Ranks, like responded. Awesome. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm right here all day. <laughs> um, that and a little Facebook advertising actually well strategic facebook advertising mm-hmm. and uh it's about that's about it you know like every once in a while we've gotten lucky like one person has put our like shared our video on reddit it's just kind of like a culmination of things and um also one thing this is this is just a random thing but like for people on youtube you know they get very like you know how youtubers say like um like be sure to like comment and subscribe oh, yeah. and all that like you can say like ah they'll do it you know i don't have to say it every time actually saying it It's almost like a sales thing, like actually saying it is like it will actually make people do it, like the mindset. So we do that a lot because that liking, subscribing, commenting, all of that works with Google's algorithm and makes Google's algorithm favor you more. So it's just like a bunch of little different things that kind of all added up to Snowball.
0: Yeah, and you're mentioning, you know, Facebook advertising and algorithms and a lot of different things like that. How much uh, research were you really doing before you really dug deep into this channel. What was a lot of, was there a lot of legwork or did you kinda of go into this thinking like, okay, well, I know this works for some people and I know this has worked for me in the past. So I'm just gonna do more of this.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of learning as we went. It's mm. it's it's basically me and the Game Ranks publisher who kind of just figured everything out. Uh he had a lot of ideas, you know, from other aspects of internet publishing and websites and stuff. And then I came in with a little bit more of the creative stuff and the community stuff. And it was kind of like a good match right from the beginning. And, you know, we stumbled. We we still make mistakes all the time. But, you know, you learn from your mistakes. And that's definitely been helpful for us. Uh, I will say now, though, that now that we have so many eyes watching us, we have to double and triple and quadruple check everything we put out. That's just, exactly my
0: question. Yeah. Like what you're saying, you're having, you know, averaging 160,000 people. Um, and you know the video game community pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are putting a top 10 list out there and one of your top 10s just doesn't fit it or is completely wrong, what kind of backlash have you had from that? And what do you see so far as your biggest slip up? What's been your biggest mistake so far in just kind of the early portion of this?
1: Mm, that's a good question. My biggest slip up, I think, for us is maybe just completely missing the mark on a list okay like just having it be ordered all out of whack Mm. or i don't yeah just stuff like that really or me getting a fact wrong like slightly wrong
0: just slightly and that's all it takes
1: oh that's all it takes yeah or um our other voiceover guy uh has a tendency to mispronounce things Mm. and people get really mad oh my god people do not like mispronunciations (laughs) And uh, with anything bad that can happen on a video, whether it's I, it's a misquote or I get a fact wrong or our top 10, our number one sucks, um, they have a tendency to snowball because the way YouTube comments work, somebody will say something. Uh, and, you know, people love harping on negative things sometimes. So they'll thumb up the quote that's like, you know, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And then that quote will stay at the top of the page. And then it'll snowball even more because then more and more people will see that and be like, yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. Hey, so then it can kind of like videos can videos always teeter on like a precipice of snowballing into like terribleness. Yep. Um. The, the, actually, no, I will give you. All right. I figured it out. My one big slip up. Uh, I did a video where it was me Uh, for a while. We were doing topical videos like it would just be me on camera and I'd be like, hey, check out this cool thing. Hey, Hideo Kojima quit. Hey, uh, this happened and one time it was like, hey, check out this Fallout Pip-Boy in real life and it mm. was like uh, these NASA students, the story was like these NASA students for like some competition had to engineer something and they engineered their own Pit boy So then I kept the bit going and I was like, they actually sent me a prototype that I can assemble here in the studio. So like I did like a fast forward thing and I'm like assembling something and then I pull it up and it's like my iPhone duct taped to my arm with like mm-hmm. a bunch of string. And people did not think that was funny <laughs> at all. Like, people were so, so mad.
0: Why would they get mad about that, though? Like, it's okay if they're, like, not funny, Jake, but did they actually get, like, legitimately pissed?
1: People, I, I've noticed people are super sensitive to uh clickbait. Yeah. And uh they're very sensitive to feeling like they're tricked into watching things. But I think also, to a point, sometimes it goes a little too far. They're a little oversensitive to being tricked into watching things because ultimately, fundamentally... That's how it works. Like people read a thing and then they click on it because they want to find out about it. I don't don't know. Sometimes it's like, it's just, it's all very tricky sometimes. Now that I think about it, I'm getting
0: agitated. (laughs) Well, how do you balance that? Because you mentioned you do a lot of lists and uh, I I notice you do do a lot of topical things where you're, you know, Fallout 4 comes out. You want to talk about Fallout 4 or another big game like that how do you balance it so that you you make sure you're not you're being true to your audience so you're not doing things that are overly clickbaity you're not relying too much on lists you're not flooding the youtube channel with like by the way the last eight videos have all been fallout 4 what's Uh, do you do a lot of pre-planning for a full week ahead of time
1: we do we we map out a week ahead of time uh and sometimes we look and we think ahead of time like obviously when fallout 4 was coming out we were like all right fallout crunch time uh, because of two reasons like we know like let, let's be completely real fallout videos do well people mm. love it they click on it it's good for us it's good for them uh but also we our audience genuinely is really excited about fallout yeah like like people will just come out in all caps like fallout 4 oh my god can't wait need so like we are able to kind of you know find a good happy medium like you know next week uh star wars is coming i can't believe i'm saying that star no. wars is coming out Uh, and we have like star Wars topical videos planned. Um, and it's, it's just what we have noticed, like through analytics and stuff and what videos do well, like we, we did realize, and it's, you know, a little unfortunate sometimes, but, uh, triple A games are what works for us. Like the big, the big games, the games that everybody plays. So uh, the way of compounding that, because, you know, still, we want to talk about indie games and stuff every once in a while. Um, the best place for them, the best place that they work, you can get in some, some, uh, indie action and some steam action is in lists because if a list has the witcher three fallout four battlefront on it, you can also have the smaller games, you know, the binding of Isaac, the undertale, the whatever, what have you. So it's, it's kind of, and we're still figuring that out. We still kind of test the waters with that, like throwing new things out, but that's kind of how we've been able to figure it out so far
0: and do you have to still be even determining who your audience exactly is cuz you know that you know they're looking for the big games they're looking for you know Fallout 4 and all these new things but do you feel right now and it's hard to determine this it's hard to determine you know who's exactly watching all this but do you think these are people who come back every single day or every single week to be like I love the content game ranks pushes out or are these a lot of people who see on the sidebar You know, Here's this popular top 10 list about video games. I love video games. I love lists. So is it more of a Game Ranks audience or is a I love video games a top 10 audience?
1: It took a while, but it's actually a lot of people who just really like the Game Ranks thing. Mm -hmm. And I did not see that coming. I was completely surprised. I was like, wow. But then I had people messaging me and people commenting and they're like, oh my God, I binge watch every episode. I sit there and I refresh hoping for the new video every day. Like, I'm so happy you guys upload every day, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Wow, that's awesome." Like so we've been trying the role with that, knowing that there are people that stick around, knowing that we're not just churning out lists just for SEO and just for picking up views. Like we know that there are people who stick around and watch every single one because they they want to and they look forward to. So we've been doing a lot more uh, giveaways and stuff and a little more community oriented things to try and get people, you know, to know that they're noticed and that we care that they stick around. Because that's really important.
0: Do you get like a lot of different chances? I know you mentioned you have uh, something new coming up, a new kind of show. But is is it exciting to kind of like test out new things in between a list? Or are you more nervous that what if, you know, this new video that's not a list, that's something completely different gets 30,000 views and everything else still getting 150, 200,000, way more like that?
1: I do I do think about the views a lot, but I'm still like a creator first. I don't want to say artist because I'm not, but you should like more creative side. So <laughs> yeah. I don't care about the views as much. I care about the response from people like I, I do. I've always gotten a rush at like, you know, creating a new thing, like the new show we're making right now or like other things in the past. Like I always get a rush from like coming up with a new thing that we're going to put out and all right, let's put it out there and see what people think. Uh, but I've never done it on a scale so large now like how we've gotten mm-hmm. so i'm very nervous yeah but also
0: excited you should be excited yeah it's i mean it has to be cool to see like okay like you like we talked about is this a game ranks audience is this a people who are fans of jake or is this the other way and i i mean like you said if you're getting these messages people like the content you're producing and it can't just be about the lists at this point
1: yeah it's it's good it's it's been getting easy it's like funny like the more people there are it's almost gotten a little bit easier to read them
0: do you look a lot at the, the likes and dislikes of a video? Is that important to you? Absolutely. I live I live and die by those. <laughs> <laughs> and are, have they been mostly kind of teetering toward more likes and dislikes? I mean, once again, Oh, yeah, you're, very much. Yeah, you have a million view video. Who knows what you're going to get, but mostly likes at this point?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're, I, I a lot of other YouTubers will say like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. Like, to me, that's like my right there. That's my tangible number of how people feel about a video.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it, it I, should I, be, I need yeah. that. And yeah, and I think the problem with a lot of these kind of advice podcasts about videos is uh and I fall prey to this too, is like you get excited, you're like, oh man, I want to do this too. I'm gonna go start a YouTube channel, and then within one week, two weeks, two months, three months, you're just not seeing it, you're getting twenty views, and you feel like you're doing things right but not getting the attention. Uh what what do you think right now separates your list? Because you had mentioned like it's a specific game ranks content, it's not just you know, a basic list and mm-hmm. say, here you go, everyone else is doing these, so we're going to do them too. There's something about your content that has made it this successful. What can you pinpoint right now that you think about your specific, let's just go with a list. What about your list makes it different from others?
1: The the lists, I think what it is, is... Probably just how you click on one, and it's like, okay, it's very formal. It's like GameRanks presents this list of top ten 2015, you know. Yeah. And then as it starts rolling, the way I record mine, and the way uh, Peter, our other voiceover guy, does, um, I don't work with much of a script. Yeah. So when I when I do a top ten in front of me, I usually just have number one, Witcher, number two,
0: Battlefront, like that, and that's it. And I mean this in a good way. I noticed that. It's not that I think you're like, oh, that's that's the thing. Yeah. But I notice it because it doesn't sound like you're reading off a piece of paper, which is a real thing that happens in other channels. Like sometimes
1: my language is wrong and or my phraseology is completely
0: fucked. But like, good word phraseology.
1: Yeah. A professor told me that, uh, fun fact in college one time, I wrote a paper and uh, the the professor said my phraseology was too perfect. So I I must have plagiarized. (laughs) And then I never went back to college.
0: (laughs) You know what? I think you're doing okay. (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, but I think that, yeah, I try and keep the lists like it's just me talking and I'm talking to you, you mm-hmm. know, every once in a while I have to fall back and keep them formal just cause it's like a tricky one. Yeah. But most of the time I can kind of just go off and kind of have a little fun with it. And even if there's just like that little bit of that little spark of personality behind it people will enjoy that i've noticed a lot even just like stupid shit like some people will just be like hey you sound a lot like jesse eisenberg mm. but like still people have more of a reaction than just oh this is a generic list number two was stupid so i i think that's kind of helped us out a lot
0: yeah it has more personality than like you said you don't want people to like hey i wrote uh, here's 800 words of a top 10 list of the best horror games of all time i'm gonna read these over some random stills or moving pictures of this video game. Uh, and you like, you mentioned that's very professional, which is true. And editing videos and being able to splice things together and making sure everything looks cool is hard. So how much practice did you have going into the specific channel and what tools do you use to make sure those things look snazzy?
1: It was actually really, really harsh because when I first got hired to to uh, make videos for game ranks. We had nothing and uh, we had the game plan. Okay. We need to make some lists. We need like, you know, three or three to five lists a week Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and editing list videos and, and more voiceover content. That's not, you know, visual content uh, takes a lot more editing. It's really intensive because there's no, there's no camera shooting anything. So it's just all, you have to build this from the ground up with just images, moving images, video graphics. And uh, it was just, a lot of hard work, just getting into the groove of producing things quick. You know, if you want yeah. a video every day, you need to really bust ass because these take. You know, you could be sitting down in front of a computer for six hours a day just, just editing. Is that how long
0: even... one video might take?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Jeez, yeah, oh yeah, it's a lot of manpower. These types of videos. Thankfully, you know, they they they're worth it. They they pay off, but for a while they didn't, and. It's it It takes a while, uh, but in terms of uh, like compiling them and everything, you know, you kind of just do a little research, like see what people are talking about. Uh, Steam reviews, Metacritic reviews, what people are, what games people are talking about on Reddit. Yeah. Those have been our best tools for that. And then if you really want to talk tools in terms of editing, uh, I'm an Adobe boy, so I edit on Premiere Premiere. Nothing is better than Premiere, mm. uh, not even Final Cut, I'm not a fan of Final Cut
0: premiere all the way that's what i've actually heard a lot a lot of people say like they're not into final cut i had a roommate who did a lot of video production we always got well we didn't really get into an argument he would tell me and i'd be like uh, i wish i knew more about video this feels like something i should really know for the future I am especially in my you. career yeah you know what for you my padawan <laughs> I have workshops i'll pay you money you could be like a professor it'll be yeah.
1: oh i've always wanted to be a professor yeah definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: that's the crazy thing about your channel because a lot of times uh when you look at successful channels you can point to certain things like oh well they're tied to uh a giant website or it was already big by the time he got there and this is just not the case like GameRanks is not a small website i'm not saying that but you took this thing from almost no subscribers to once again i'm gonna keep throwing out that 1.2 million figure (laughs) like the 1.2 million so we've talked about a lot of the research involved in that and it's important to note that you know you said you're you can be spending six hours editing a video so You need to kind of have that in mind when you're going into one of these things. But other than social media, at least your social media presence, what other avenues were you using to say, hey, look at this goddamn video. Please look at this video. Oh, my God, I need views in this video. Like, what were you doing to kind of spread that word? You have that game ranks backbone and your own social media presence. But I would think there'd have to be a little bit more in order to kind of get that out there.
1: Yeah, uh, there's... Well there's obviously on game ranks like there's tabs on the there's sidebars that are just all of my videos on the website. Uh, but a lot of it is well in the beginning especially now we don't have to do it as much but it was just me yelling on Twitter and Facebook <laughs> and occasionally sneaking onto Reddit like hey check this out like but um it's it, also Facebook has been something we embraced from the beginning Sharing the videos, even sometimes occasionally posting the uploaded video on Facebook. Oh, wow. Because, um, you know, you have to have chips everywhere because YouTube could not be around forever. Yeah. Um, Facebook is starting to amp up their whole video presence, which could rival YouTube's. So we have to make sure that we have our chips there. So we made sure as we grew YouTube, we tried to grow Facebook as well and Do you get I'm a telling. cut
0: and sorry to interrupt you really quickly do you get a cut of the facebook because i know a lot of people um i have friends who make youtube videos um tommy Tohold is someone he's an mma youtuber guy mm-hmm. he's a good friend of mine he was on this show and he did um the big mike tyson's punch out manny pacquiao versus uh floyd mayweather video that went viral yeah and he got like five million from it but uh someone else like stole it uploaded it got 20 million and then the facebook video that was not tied to him got like another 20 or 30 million on facebook and he missed all of that so
1: that sucks i I, see that all the time i see that happen with viners with with youtuber like comedy youtubers that's something i'm terrified of and i make sure like every day i just go on facebook and like try to just search around video game stuff as much as i can Mm. it's tricky though just because that stuff you can't like there's no way to actually find it like unless it pops up on your feed yeah yeah so I do always try and keep an eye on that and thankfully I have had people in the past come to me like on YouTube as well. A lot of people would just take our video and randomly re-upload it for some reason. <laughs> on like a channel like with nothing and I'm like why Why did you do that? What is this for? Um, there's there's good parts to that too though because we've actually had people upload uh, our our video, translate it completely mm-hmm. and then upload it in a different language. <laughs> and at first i came to them like a bulldog i'm like what are you doing <laughs> stealing my shit but uh then i was like oh you know what that's kind of cool and it's like free press it's like good press you know yeah it's like more exposure is good because you know they link us and what and they just were like hey your video was really good i wanted to put it in uh
0: you know russian or whatever <laughs> uh, russian jay you know yeah sounds great actually i think you should just every single language every single <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it feels like it's the Wild West out there right now where suddenly your content is getting like siphoned and moved over to this other channel where you're not seeing any of those benefits because people still don't fully consider that like theft yet. Like it probably is like you could probably make some sort of case, but it's just so same thing with like
1: jokes on Twitter and stuff. Oh, like, you see Brian Altano yeah. do that like every day because he's hilarious and people just steal his shit.
0: Yeah, Twitter's awful with that. Where like yeah. I will see someone do a joke and it's like oh, that's really funny, and then the exact same joke happens like thirty minutes later, and that's <laughs> the one that gets like ten thousand retweets. I'm yeah, like, and and like retweets aren't currency, but and this sounds super corporate, but I'll say it anyway. Like your your brand, your hashtag brand <laughs> is your currency. Uh, I love how you
1: started laughing before. I, you I
0: couldn't help myself.
1: You're I, absolutely right,
0: though. I, I work in the corporate world, and every once in a while, you'll get like random things said like that, and you're like. oh why why is it this way like i am nope, can't deal with that but yeah you when someone steals a joke like that that could be you know 500 new twitter followers and that means a lot and especially like for me like just talking about this podcast which i've had success with it and we've talked about this we were talking about this earlier like when i started this podcast i would be okay if it was just 10 people listening every week i'd be bummed like i wish people would listen to this more but it's a creative, fun thing for me to do. I like to talk to these people, and it's an interesting conversation. And I've been uh, fortunate enough that people seem to like it, and I've been listening to it a lot. But if it, you know, if I had more Twitter followers, like more people would listen to it, and I would be upset if someone—not that I really sling a lot of hot jokes on Twitter—but uh, if someone stole that, like that's directly stealing from the success of this show. Yeah, so, it's one hundred percent a
1: circle, like totally,
0: without a doubt, and like that's... one one hand washes the other. Totally, and I, you know, and. A lot of this show, the people who listen to it, I want people to find out about it. And a lot of that is from my social media, but even more so from the people who I have on here. Like, it's their fans who want to listen to them be interviewed and talk about different things. So it's kind of shocking at this point how much Twitter really means, how much your social media presence can determine that stuff. But absolutely.
1: I mean, like, if you think about it, it's even like uh, like a freelancer. Like, if you're a freelancer (laughs) and you have a shit ton of Twitter followers for some reason... Mm. you freelance an article then you post your article on your twitter like hey check out this thing i wrote that's more valuable just because you have automatic views almost locked in
0: oh without a doubt yeah without i out. mean especially if you're just trying to get noticed to begin with if you start getting a twitter presence then yeah people are spreading that around people are reading like reading that and i've had um you know a lot of my <laughs> my early freelance work came from twitter it's from people who i would ask on twitter they would have heard of me from twitter or found me through that and it does sound silly to put that much importance on just this social media site, but at this Dude, that's point my,
1: That's my best that, that's one of my biggest advice especially for specifically the game industry mm. Get twitter. Yeah, you, you don't have a twitter get a twitter uh, twitter is how I got twitter's how I found the game ranks job Like the po- the posting yeah, he posted it. He tweeted like we're looking for a,
0: a video editor To start our youtube channel and I was like, oh hi <laughs> that's how I got my game ranks gig to be honest. Yeah. I remember someone retweeted that and I saw it and I went for it. And so it's yeah. At this point, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to do video, if you want to do podcasts, if you want to write in the game industry, you better have a Twitter.
1: Or if you have one already, be a little aggressive, you know, like start a conversation, you know? Yeah. And engage with a creator. Like, even if there's like somebody you love, like say you, you absolutely, absolutely love, uh, Jake Baldino. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not if you love, (laughs) love some, Kotaku writer so you love Evan Narcisse so much mm. and you want you just contact him tweet yep. him and say hey I'd like some advice like how do you feel about this yeah uh that's honestly probably your best foot in the door because it's the most honest way to and get in touch with someone
0: don't don't get discouraged if you don't get a reply uh because no. even that happens me I'm not I'm no famous person but you know I get a lot of like tweets and emails about stuff like that and I try to get to all of them, but sometimes they fall through the cracks. So don't think it's like someone's like, oh, I, I don't want to talk to this guy. It's sometimes that stuff just falls through. But yeah, same I mean, thing with me. Like, and I'm I at this, respond, but... yeah, and I'm at this weird, I'm at this weird point where like, have, have you ever judged someone's celebrity off of their number of Twitter followers?
1: yeah i try not to anymore but i have yeah
0: yeah that's one of those things that i'm trying to break myself off like I, that's putting too much important on, importance on twitter but it, once again it's important you need to get on like there It's like
1: the more time i spend and you know i see i find someone like who did like this incredible drawing or something mm-hmm. or they made this amazing thing
0: like this this great
1: video or this piece they wrote and then i find them on twitter to like some i try and reach out as much as i can like hey i read your thing that was great and sometimes it'll be someone Joe nobody from from Arkansas who has a hundred Twitter followers and yeah. it's like holy shit he does amazing stuff so like that's that's how I've been able to be like maybe I should ease back on just like because there are some people who have a ton of followers and I'm like why do you have hey, yep any, so. <laughs> yeah no
0: I'm the same way and then exactly what you said with you find people who are extremely talented whether they be a writer artist or whatever they have like a hundred Twitter followers and it, it's a, then I'm like I need to reshape my thinking so I'm not thinking that way but also this person needs to be on Twitter more so they get more Twitter followers because they deserve exactly. it. It's, but it is awesome now that all you don't have to pimp your stuff out as much because now you have those people who they look on that you know left hand side of their YouTube screen and they see, oh, there's a new video from GameRanks today. I'm going to immediately check that without Especially
1: too with the amount of content we put out. Mm. Like if I were to tweet or Facebook every single video we did,
0: people would unfollow me immediately. immediately block you. Just, yeah, you'd yeah, never talk to you again. Like that's too much. I really wouldn't, I promise. But so. <laughs> that means a lot. <laughs> Uh, so here's something I do want to know. So is your role at GameRanks right now the most fun of all of them that you do? And here's why. So this is all of this stuff is your passion, and I can tell from you know the way your content turns out and the way you talk about it. But you have all these different you know the because video games and these all these different channels that you've worked on. And while GameRanks is the most successful, is that the one that's really feeding your passion at this point, or is that kind of coming from another spot?
1: It's like fifty-fifty. Okay, because it's it's the main bread and butter. It's the main thing I work on every day, but it's also the one that most feels like work. Yeah. That being said, it feels like work, but it's like that thing, you know, where like your dad says like do what you love, or, you know, mm-hmm. like or like so I'm I'm still very cool. Like I'm I whistle my my way to work every day because it doesn't <laughs> total it's it feels like work, but then it doesn't feel like work because I enjoy doing it so much. Yeah. Um what I really like doing is just the small stuff I do for smaller audiences, like comedy based stuff, like my because video games channel, which I haven't uploaded in a while. Like I love just throwing out a random video over there. Um, Or, you know, even pretty much it, we're working on how we're doing pretty much it in the future. Um, Working around my schedule. It's just, I I, I kind of like more doing the stuff that I put out on those other outlets where there's less people, Mm -hmm. but I know the people there are the ones that have like, Really, really, watched me like through thick and thin. Like yeah. they've been there from the beginning, Uh and I care about their reactions the most. I don't want to like you know, I don't want to favor some viewers over others. But you know, no, but
0: I get that. They you know, they were watching you before you know you ever started a big channel like that. They were there, they like...
1: and I refuse to use the word fans. I don't like the word fans. It's yeah, too. It makes me feel But weird. they're
0: kind of your fans. They,
1: I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Like,
0: you know, like when I meet people, especially in real life, you know, but it's... I'm going to say they're your fans because they Photoshop your face on stuff. I think that's the <laughs> test. Once you start having photoshops of you on, like, movies and, like, different posters like that, fan that's moves. when it's now moved to become a fan.
1: The one that really took the cake was the Star Wars Force Awakens poster, and every <laughs> single character was me. Wow. That's, that's legendary. I think I, I missed love... that one,
0: but now yeah. I need to see it. I want to get that framed. Are you going to... Is there where you can live stream your reaction when you watch that in theaters? Are you seeing it day one?
1: I, I tell you what, I... I, I considered I like I thought of every single way. I'm like, how can I fucking take this to the next level? Like, how can I bring this into the theater with me?
0: It'd be really uh, good if only yeah. you could like Periscope, but it probably wouldn't really work in a movie theater. And you don't want to opening night. Or... I'm not. So I am I am a Star Wars fan, not to like any, uh, you know really really crazy degree, but I think I would feel. I don't know if I could handle the crowd of a day one new Star Wars opening. Uh... See, that's my
1: problem. My my thing is I like Star Wars too much <laughs> too much that i, I and i don't want to like sound like a snob but like too much but like i feel like i'm beyond the cra- like i like Star Wars, star wars is so important to me that like i want to sit in a theater and i want to like okay like i'm not denying that a crowd of people the historic like launch and yeah. people are so excited and a passion and you feel it and it's great but Oh, God, like, I just I don't want to hear people like yell and scream and holler while I'm just trying to watch the movie because they're so excited. I'm yes. excited, too. But
0: I as just soon wanted... as Chewbacca comes on screen, everyone's standing up and cheering. Like, in my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, your ideal situation is like if you could just watch it in your office on a screen by yourself. Yeah, that might well, be people, ideal. people
1: joke about uh, I, there was actually someone went viral. They bought a stack of tickets. They bought a whole theater out <sighs> so they could have the theaters themselves. And I was like, if I had the money, I mean,
0: YouTube money is one thing, but that. not enough. I would fucking buy a. Oh, <laughs> start with that. What oh what my I'm god. Saying. That's that's like a IndieGoGo something like that. That oh is. my a- god! Well, what if I do that? I'm gonna do that. <laughs> If it helps, I'm gonna look into that. I would contribute to that, <laughs> <laughs> and then you could live stream it. then it's easy because you're the only one there. You can have a camera crew. You can have like the Player One Productions that do the double find things, and then oh, just boom! Excellent. This that
1: is oh that... oh my god!
0: I want kickbacks on all of this at this point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you earned it. Um, we had talked earlier. I'm not gonna talk to you too much about you know the money aspect of all this because that's all personal, but. You did – you quit your job. You made the video about that. You have the Patreon. You have game ranks at this point. You're yeah. you're fucking engaged. Congratulations again. Like, Thank you. And, That's
1: another thing that hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean a lot of this has to be insane or how fast this is all moving. But, yeah. I mean I guess without you – know, once again, without going in depth on that, like how comfortable are you right now? Do you feel – of course you're working really hard and it's really important that you're producing these videos. But do you – Wake up every day worried, like, oh man, if my videos don't do well, I can't pay bills. Or do you feel like I'm in a good place? Things are doing fine. I can just kind of continue to do my work with the way I'm doing my work and not worry.
1: I am. I'm very in a good place. I'm very comfortable. Uh, you know, I'm not driving a Maserati or anything yet. But not, not yet. <laughs> uh, I would crash it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I'm also like juggling with the fact, like, I've always before this, I've always worked a part-time job. And just a bunch of like freelance stuff and like going to college and stuff. Yeah. So I went from that to instantly just making a normal basic living. Mm. So I still kind of feel like I'm a millionaire. Like wow, <laughs> oh my goodness, like I could pay a car loan. Wow. Uh, and you know it's just normal. So I'm like still kind of coming to grips with that because I always was very I was you know I quit my job my job I was making eleven dollars an hour at. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I do wake up in the morning and worry about is just, and not worry, but I wake up in the morning and being like more like, okay, like I got to stay relevant. I got to stay with the times. Like I, you know, YouTube's not going to be around forever. Things are always moving. My career needs to always be moving. So that's what I, that's what I think about every day when I wake up.
0: That has to be the scary part is that although we've, you know, we've seen a lot of different success stories now with YouTube and it's become this viable place where you can make a living. It's still so young and still early in this where, not that i'm thinking it's going to crash tomorrow but like you said youtube is i doubt is going to be around forever it's not going to be this viable place forever so yeah it's yeah absolutely that part has to be like that's the fear of the unknown in the same way even for me like i'm working in this industry that has been around forever but is quickly changing uh mm-hmm. where you can't just be like my initial dream when i was you know 14 years old is not really possible at this point it's so possible but it's extremely rare to be i'm going to just write about video games for a living um yeah game informer uh, is probably one of the like the places that comes to mind when you think of you're doing some podcasts you're doing some videos but your main work is in writing 100 um, percent yeah but you know i've i've freelanced for a lot of different sites and i am not saying i'm this super experienced veteran but i know the ins and outs of a lot of different places and understand that that's not possible so it is it's it's weird it's weird Growing up in this industry and a lot of my goals kind of had to shift because I'm super hard headed in certain ways where I'm like, no, 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 I yeah, oh, I yeah. worked this hard. I'm going to get what I, you know, what i worked for. I'm going to hit that dream because that's who I am. But yeah, it's also taking a step back, which it sounds like you're good at understanding like, OK, let me see what is going on in this industry. Where are things going? How can I set myself up so that I'm going to be successful not just this year, but in 2020?
1: especially because i'm the type of person like my like my my life goals i guess you could say like i kind of just want it's still a thing i guess like the american dream like you know i want to be married i want to have like a dog i want to have a house like i want to just be comfortable and just live and you know have a barbecue and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um and it wouldn't be a barbecue though it would be like just like an outdoor
0: pizza oven oh but i want a barbecue i don't you can borrow my I, dog she's shutting I, like a motherfucker right now I would just like I barbecue to...
1: pizza anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh, but i just i want that stuff so it's like i want that but then at the same time i don't want to work like i don't want to be in a type of work that guarantees that you know like yeah. i'm the way i work and like what i do and how i've gravitated and i guess how i'm poised for the future is i don't want you know, the jobs that have the safety and the comfort and the 401k and the health insurance and what have you are jobs that I don't want to do. So it's like, you know, it's like, I want this, but I have to deal with this. So I think that kind of support, like it fuels my fact that I wake up every day and I go, okay, like I need to, like, I want this life and I want this to be this way, but I have to always be on it. Like I have to always be on.
0: But I feel like that lifestyle works for you and it, it's similar to the freelance grind where you're not – you can't stand still. Like right now, um, I'm kind of in – like I haven't been freelancing a lot recently and I've been just doing my full-time job and that's great and all. I, I really like my job but it's super out of character for me to be this way. Like there are yeah. weekends where uh, I'm hanging out with friends and doing stuff or like at home and Netflix binging. But like my mind I think works similarly to yours where it's like got to keep like, next thing, next thing, uh, each – each day feels like another kind of inch toward this eventual ultimate goal or this eventual like got to better myself in terms of what i do and that and you mentioned you know you still have you know white picket fence american dream um but one of my last kind of big questions for you here is you know you you have this big youtube channel you are doing well in terms of finances you quit your job everything's going really really well but like looking at the future other than just the lifestyle what's what's your ultimate career goal like you I have to think that at one point you looked at IGN and say like, I want to be the next Greg Miller. I want to be that guy on yeah. the videos. I want to be that kind of person. But once again, this industry continues to change and the goalposts not only move, they change shape, they change form, they change colors. So what, if you could even put it into words, like what are you looking to do? I
1: think I really like, ultimately like I like, you know, I have small aspects. Like I like, informing and i like a little bit of journalizing
0: Mm.
1: not calling myself a journalist but like i like a little bit of that stuff but ultimately i really just like talking and engaging with people and entertaining them yeah so that's what i want to do forever and video games are great like that's where i want to do it but if it falls into something else that is also cool but if i could be doing it how i'm doing now just even more Mm. that's what i want forever
0: so, would you say that you are an entertainer first and a video gamesman second? Because, I mean, that's rare in this industry. And it's something that I can get curmudgeonly a little bit on Twitter yeah. from time to time. And I can't help myself because I uh, there's a lot of quote-unquote game journalists who are fans of games before they are fans of journaling. So, for you, would you say you more lean towards, you know, if, let's say, there's an even greater opportunity in movies or something else you might take that over the video game job i don't think
1: i would i think you would have to kind of pull me away like you'd have to pull me kicking and screaming a little yeah. bit away from this just because i like being the what did you say the video gamesman? <laughs> video games
0: man <I'll> also <laughs> yeah. i think i'm like well you're not like a journalist but i'm not, a journalist you know.
1: and I'm not really like a critic i mean the, the the thing i get the most on twitter is like hey jake is this video game good <laughs> or hey jake should i play this video game or this video game and like that's what I do all day. I sit there and I'm just like, yeah, hey, you know Far
0: 4 is pretty cool, but just cause you can blow stuff up, you know. If I could do it's that like, forever, that's great." Yeah. <laughs> also, people like that. Like I just, I always want to be like, "I don't know your tastes. Like I don't know you personally. Maybe you really like JRPGs. You got to tell me." Like you yeah, send me rough. this long like, well, list. A lot of times I really
1: like sometimes I get such out there things. It's like, "Hey Jake, should yeah. I get uh Rainbow 6
0: Siege or Xenoblade?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, I mean, pretty uh, much same game." Yeah. <laughs> there's just guns in both. Uh, you're back sieging back. something in both. There's probably dragons in one. I don't, you need to figure out which one that is. Yeah, there's dragons in Rainbow Six. <laughs> oh, think about that for a second. I would play the hell out of like a weird. You're sent into a different time as a Rainbow Sixman. You're sent like the Game of Thrones universe and you have to siege a kingdom and there's a dragon at the end.
1: Well, it's really perfect, too, because, like, if you're busting in a castle as, like, a Rainbow Six guy, and you you do the thing where you stack up against the door and you put the C4 on the door, you blow the door open, you throw in a flashbang, they're not going to know what the hell is going
0: on. I'm overly excited for this. This is some (laughs) good-ass, this is, like, some Far Cry, like, Blood Dragon level of DLC that more people should consider. Like, I don't want to play any more modern stuff in my Rainbow Six. Give me dragons. God damn it. That's my platform. Just do it. (laughs) Oh, that's so, mm, god damn it. Video nice games hard. could be so much better.
1: Yeah, so much better. Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the critic in me. Video games could be so much better. That's that's my line. Uh, so at the end of these podcasts, I still do this because I still like to do this. Uh, I like to kind of mention one final tip that people can take away, hopefully, and kind of be like, "Well, maybe I can change this one thing now," or "I totally relate to this tip, and I'm going to try to do things differently." Because for me, uh, and I mentioned before, I have not been freelancing as much, and it's like half being busy and half just like weird timing with a lot of things it's a weird review season and a lot of the big games get handled by uh the you know the actual full-time editors but what i've let myself do is get out of writing shape and that is not good because like we had talked about it's a lot of those waking up and i hate saying the embrace the grind because i'm not a parrot who likes to repeat every corporate (laughs) jargon that goes out but a similar mentality where i'd loved to when i was working for game ranks i would wake up at um i was doing this during college i'd wake up at 5 a.m uh, I would grab a coffee and a bagel and I would write three news stories, go to class, come back, write three more, and then go to the gym and then go to class. And it was just this it was moving and moving and moving. And although it got a little bit exhausting after a while, at the time it was just really good because you, you stay mentally active and mentally refreshed. And one of the best things I've been doing lately is going to the gym every day and working out every day. And that's something that's what I, was, I need to do. It's what well, it helps me like <laughs> mentally and like emotionally and just creatively just get more shit done but i had now i have a lot of this energy and i'm not pushing it towards something so what it means is it's going to be really hard to get back to that next feature that next review because i haven't written one in a while so my advice would be don't let yourself get to that point if you find yourself yeah just with just an inordinate amount of free time and you're just sitting around like man i wish i had something to do even if if you don't have anyone who's immediately going to be able to pay you, just start writing pitches. Start writing pitches, getting ideas going. Try to find some outlet. Start a blog. Do something like yeah. Never be bored. Yeah. Never, never be if bored. If you ever
1: say, "Oh, I'm bored," catch yourself. God. Don't be bored.
0: A year ago, I used to get so angry when people said never get bored. And even uh, last weekend, I was like, man, I'm kind of bored. And I had to stop myself and be like, god damn it. What just happened? Like, what is up? with?
1: I haven't felt that I've been bored in three years.
0: Yeah. And you know what? That's a great feeling. I love being busy. And I am, in terms of like financially, like I'm more comfortable than ever. But there are moments when I'm bored that I should be filling it with reading something or writing something or doing something. And it has to be, for me, I want to keep progressing my career. So I'm going to break out of this. <laughs> a lot of it is, once again, weird circumstance. Uh, I'm going to call you and yell at you. until You he should. Get- I, <laughs> I have a friend now who um, every day I have to text her and be like, are you at the gym yet? Because she wants to go every day. So I need someone to be like, hey, have you fucking sent in a pitch yet? So uh, yeah, then my advice is don't let yourself get out of that sort of working shape because it's really easy to stay out of it and yeah. sit around and not do anything, which everyone needs that time to sit down and reflect. But don't make that be make that be a reward for the work not something that you're sitting around just doing constantly so that's my tip uh i know jake i sprung this on you earlier but still i mean we've been talking a lot about video stuff so i don't know if you have any sort of specific video advice you would want to give to anyone my advice is
1: two things um the first thing is Consistency, and you're probably going to hear this from a lot of youtubers, like be consistent, you know, mm-hmm. so you get a lot of views and engage your audience <laughs> I like how they all sound but, but yeah right <laughs> totally. uh, but consistency just from from everything, like how you are, your tone, how you deal with people, uh your work ethic, obviously, which I'm not even you know sometimes I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be with everything, but I've learned that that's what's needed to do well, and the other thing the the most important thing I think. And I see people make this mistake all the time. Just be, just be cool. Just be a cool guy. Be cool to everybody. That's it. Like, it's, it sounds like such a simple, like, yeah, well, no duh. But it's some people, like, so many people make that mistake. All you have to do is just be cool, be nice, be personal, try and help everybody. That's it. Yeah, just in, like, professionally, who you're working with, who you could ever possibly be working
0: with in the future, your colleagues, your peers, just be cool. This is a super small industry, and a super uh, not small. Maybe it's very tight knit. It's very close knit, and um, especially if you're trying to freelance. Like, if you are not cool and you're not act cool to editors, or just on Twitter, if you're just on Twitter all the time, just just burning bridges, just left burning and right. bridges, being an asshole. Like, I get it. Sometimes you're you're bored on a Friday night and you're drinking and you're getting pissed off and you want to say something. <laughs> like, you know what? It happens, but just don't don't do that all the time because one it's not good emotionally and mentally you're going to get real depressed yeah. and that sets on quickly. So I totally agree. Just be cool. My dog is just shaking like a motherfucker right now. Be cool. <laughs> be cool. Like my dog. And yeah, you'll make a lot more friends and you'll make a lot more contacts that way. So and
1: that's only better. Oh, that totally. only betters
0: you without a doubt. So it's, it's easy. Yeah. You know what? Life's easy, Jake. That's a lie. That part's a lie. Don't take that. that is advice. Life is not easy. Life is hard, but it's fun <laughs> yeah. and great. And I could not be more happy for everything that's been going on with you. It's been just super cool to be like, "Hey, look, Jake is getting married, and doesn't have <laughs> to do his part-time job anymore, and Thank people you. know that's him, and The Rock world. tweets him and me at the same time, and I want to hang that on my fridge." Uh, yeah, that was uh,
1: really special, huh? That, that was cool. Great. That was. I love you, man. That was that great.
0: That's great. I know. I wanted to have a big old like three-person hug. And uh, just be in the Rock's arms. Or he would he would basically be holding us like children. Well, I guess for him it'd be like hugging. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like hugging one person or like half of him <laughs> at this point. Man, I really want to meet the Rock. Okay, one day. I'm going to talk about The Rock for 40 minutes if I keep going. <laughs> the so, <Rockcast. laughs> it's The It's been great to talk to you. It's glad to have you as my first podcast guest. And also great Thank to have you. you on again. When... I'm always here. Call me anytime, man. Well, episode 22, also Jake Baldino. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks again. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. And hopefully you'll tune back in next week. There'll be another one next week for the next episode of The 1099.